Well, it's good to be with you guys again this morning, especially in a time where community is kind of taking a back seat for so many people. It's a, lot of, it's a time where uh, there's a lot of people that are actually checking out. But you know what? I'm really happy that you're here with me because it shows me that you guys are actually pressing in. And let me tell you that I know that God will bless those who purposely and steadfastly seek after him. Amen? How many people can testify about that? That the more you, you press in, the more things seem to be going a lot easier for you. God always blesses us in all circumstances, which brings me to my text today, uh, which we, you can go to if you have your phone or you have your, your Bible with you. It's Isaiah 40 and 31. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Yet those who wait for the Lord, wait, those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. I want new strength. I don't want the old strength. I want the new strength. Those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. Amen. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. It doesn't matter to me if you came here this morning tired, if you came here thinking that you can't uh, walk anywhere without, any, without losing your breath. It says here in the Word that you will run and not get tired. You will walk and not become weary. Amen? Amen. You know, I believe that uh, God wants to do something this morning. You know, we were, we, were, we were praying this morning before worship started, and we were really believing, we we're, were declaring that Christ, the name of Jesus Christ, Son of God, is greater than all things. Whatever you're bringing with you this morning, whatever feelings you have, whatever sickness you may be carrying, whatever uh, depression you might be feeling, whatever you have, Jesus Christ is greater than any other thing. His name is greater than any of those things. His name is greater than cancer. His name is greater than COVID. His name is greater than depression. His name is greater than all things. Amen? Yeah. Let's wait on you, Lord. Amen. How many people have experienced a time of waiting on the Lord? <laughs> yeah, we're all laughing because we've done it. We've waited on the Lord. And I want to talk about waiting today because, uh, you know, of how we treat waiting. People hate waiting. They really hate waiting. You know, in Disney, has it, most, some of you have been to Disney World or Disneyland in, in, their, in their past and when, before <laughs> when we could fly, when we could go to the States. There was a thing called, if you've ever been to Disney World, you know that waiting is the worst part of it. As a kid, you're looking at everything, it's so, it's so cool, and you know, Mickey and all that stuff. But waiting is the worst part about it, because there are just thousands and thousands of people at this place. So they invented this thing called Fast Pass, where you could go on your phone, and you could actually reserve a spot for the ride that you wanted to go on. Well, guess what? That started to become overwhelmed, so now they're getting rid of it. And they're introducing something called, uh, it's called Disney Genie where now you can pay a premium price to get a premium experience where you don't have to wait, where you can have the full Disney experience by just paying just a, you know, a couple of extra hundred dollars <laughs> so that you don't have to wait. Don't you hate waiting? Yeah, yeah I've seen some of you. I saw a lot of you outside of Costco this season, lining up outside of there, waiting to get your uh, Richmond toilet paper. All right? I've seen you guys lining outside of Costco sometimes. How did that make you feel? It's not good, is it? We hate waiting. Unfortunately for us, the waiting is a part of life, isn't it? It just is. We wait for our turn all the time. We wait for at the grocery store. We wait at the doctor's office. I know some of you are right now are waiting for surgeries as well, too. 
And, Lord, I just pray right now, Lord, that their line, you will just go ahead of the line, that you'll get your surgery that you need right away in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Some of you are waiting for surgery. Some of you are waiting for promotions. You know, we pick up the kids from school. We're waiting there. And you're waiting by the phone for someone to call. We're waiting on our phones for someone to like the post that we just put on Facebook. You know, we're waiting. We're waiting. We wait for results from the lab. We wait for our election results. We even wait with expectation for our babies to be born. There's a lot of waiting that we have to do in life. A lot of it. And as Christians, we also wait on God. Because we have faith that an all-knowing, ever-present God is going to come through for us in every single circumstance. Amen? He will. But that does not make it easy, though, does it? Waiting is hard because we become quite impatient people as the world continually wants immediately and instantaneously everything. Just look at instant coffee as an example. Remember instant coffee? It's not so popular right now, but instant coffee was so good because, you know, we could just make it without having to brew it. And then we got tired of that because boiling water takes too long. Right? So now we want fresh coffee. We want to go to Tim Horns. We want to wait in our cars. We don't want to get out of the car because that's annoying. We don't want to take our seatbelts off. That takes too long. We want to wait in our cars. We want to wait in the lineup. And then when we get to the counter, we want our coffee to be ready for us. And it better be ready and it better be fresh. It can't be more than 20 minutes stale because that coffee is to be poured down the drink. We want fresh coffee. We want it right now. We're tired of waiting. We want it immediately. If we want our news, you know, remember the time, I remember the time when we could only get our news at 6 p.m. on the news. You'd turn on the TV after dinner or during dinner to see what's going on in the world. Now, they, you know, they invented uh, networks that gave us news for 24-7, you know, around the clock. We had news ready for us immediately. And now we're getting tired of that too. You know what? I don't want to wait for a reporter to check their facts. I don't want them to make sure that there's a reporter there on the scene. I'm just going to go on my phone on Twitter and, and look up somebody that's there right now, and I'm going to get my news as it happens. We want it so quickly. You know, I could give off a lot of more examples, but it, it shows you how spoiled that we've become in, in wanting things, doesn't it? You know, at, at every moment, we want it. We want it right now. Even historically, if you look at the Industrial Revolution, right, it brought automation to our world so that important work could be done more quickly, more efficiently, more cheaply. And then the information age came, the information revolution came, and the digital age that we're in today where connectivity and the Internet, you know, it's made it possible for us that we could get whatever we want, what information we wanted immediately as well, too. We could get it quickly, and we didn't have to rely on slow processes or hierarchies or large structures to get what we need which is why now you can order toilet paper from Amazon and have it delivered to you every week, right? We get things so quickly, and now the world has to keep up with our clicks, as that commercial says. All to say, life has become increasingly fast, and we may have some false expectations as well, too, now, on the timing of things and how long it takes to actually get things done. So, is it possible that we have become so used to this pace now that we expect God to move at that same pace, that we expect it to be instantly and always there at our command? Maybe we also have false expectations in our own faith and think that, you know, we have enough of God. I've given my life to God. That's all I need. I just need that instant, uh, you know, ticket to heaven. Now I can go to heaven. I don't have to worry about anything else. I just want that instant Christianity. Now, some people think that that's all they need, but the truth is that our walk with God is different than that, isn't it? It's complete. It's a, it's a lifelong pursuit. There's nothing instant about Christianity. It's a lifelong pursuit. There's nothing instantaneous about it. We have to keep going after it. There's never enough. And that can be a little bit disappointing for some people, but it's the truth. You have to keep going after God. 
those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. Amen? Amen. I want that new strength. Do you? Yeah, so here is the thing. God does not move at our speed, not in any way, shape, or form. The Bible actually speaks a lot about waiting, doesn't it? It does, and it speaks, speaks about it a lot. In fact, in Ecclesiastes 3, it talks about there being a season for everything. It says there's an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven. It talks about births and deaths, planting and harvesting, tearing down and building up. And just as there is a, a time for all things in life, there is a time for action, and there's also a time for waiting as well. You know, I'm going to ask the hard question right away because I know you guys are already thinking about it. Have you ever prayed sincerely for something but has still not received what you've prayed for? Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe it seems that you're praying for something and it seems to be getting worse as opposed to getting better. Has that ever happened to you as well? I've heard some people say that. But here's the thing. Even when it seems like all hope is lost and, and time has run out, and, you know, what is the point of even praying for this? God asks us to wait on him, to wait on his timing. Amen? Most people that you read of in the Bible spend a long time waiting. In fact, if you look at the Israelites, there's a, here's a great example of waiting. The Israelites waited for God's timing to cross the Red Sea so they wouldn't be taken out by the Egyptians. Then they waited 40 years in the desert to see their promised land. Then they waited thousands of years to see their Savior, to have him show up, to have Jesus show up. They waited thousands of years for that. They spent a long time waiting. And here's a revelation that, that God has shown me. When I've asked something, sometimes when I've asked for something, sometimes in desperation, here's one thing that he's shown me. You know, sometimes I ask myself, you know, how much longer, God? Have you ever asked that before? Lord, how much longer? But here's something that he showed me. God himself spends time waiting as well. Right? He spends time waiting even for us. 2 Peter 3.9 says this, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. He waits patiently for us to decide to follow him. Patience requires what? Patience requires waiting. Patience requires waiting. Don't miss that because it, it's saying here that even God waits for us. He is the beginning and the end. That is true as well, but he still waits patiently for me. Even though he authors time, he still waits patiently for, for me to come to him. And you know what? God has been so patient with me. Have you, have, can you recognize that in yourself as well too? He's been so patient with us. Through all my sins, all my frustrations, even with my complaining, even I say I'm too busy to spend time with him, he waits patiently for me. Even when I say, uh, you know, I, even when I spend time, more time complaining than praising him, he waits patiently for me. And the more I think about it, the more I realize that actually I'm the problem here. I'm the one. I'm really impatient. I'm really entitled. And I want things to happen when I want them to happen instead of when they need to happen. The unbelievable part of it is, though, is that he's not upset or angry with me about it at all. He's not. He is patient because he loves, because God is love. And love is what? What does the Bible tell us about love? Is Love is patient. Love is patient. Our timelines for when things should happen are just that. They're ours. They're not God's. 
A God who lives outside of time doesn't have to abide by our sense of what time is. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. But here's one thing that I can testify of. That the timing may not make sense for us, but he always, always, always shows up. Always. He always makes himself known at the exact moment we need him to. Even if it doesn't make sense to us, it's the exact moment that he needs, we need him to come and make true of his promises. God is never late. He is never early. He arrives right on time. Back in my previous career, uh, I used to do presentations for, for these organizations and, and uh, these software presentations, right? And we'd often have to go in and talk to C-level executives all the time. And there was this one company that we went to in Atlanta. Uh, it was called Gentiva. It was this big healthcare company because healthcare in the U.S. is just huge and makes a lot of money. And anyways, they asked us. We'd already closed the deal. We'd already launched the platform. And the stakeholders there asked us, could we, could we go and make a presentation to the CEO of this company? We have five minutes. <laughs> so they gave us five minutes of his schedule to go in and make a presentation for, for this, the CEO. And uh, so we got there. We were there early, obviously, there to, to, to set up. And the CEO arrived. And you could see everybody at the boardroom table was scared stiff. You could tell that this guy was not an easy guy to work for. They were just solid. They were not, they were, they were very scared. You could see it in their eyes. And uh, they were waiting there and it came to, I think it was probably nine o'clock in the morning. We're there at nine o'clock hits and there's still an empty chair sitting at the table. And the CEO is like, uh, where's Bennett? And uh, I th maybe it was Bennett. I don't remember his name, but just, just go with me. Where's Bennett? <laughs> and uh, <he laughs> One of the other people said, oh, he's, I've got a text from him. He's, he's coming. He's, he's, we still got another you know, minute before he gets there. And what he said in response, well, where I'm from, being on time is late. I don't know how much longer that guy's career lasted, but uh, it was not an easy situation. Time is important to us, isn't it? So why is timing so important to God? Because waiting actually teaches us faith. And Hebrews 11 teaches us that faith is the evidence of things unseen. The confidence of things not yet taking place. Not yet taking place. What's funny about this is when you read this verse, you can see that it's almost like valuing the fact that there's a gap between our request and God's response. There's a little bit of a gap there. If everything happened immediately, you know, faith wouldn't even be that important as a Christian virtue. Because we get it right away, but we have to have faith. We have to have faith in the, in the confidence in things not yet taking place. Amen? And here's another thing that, valid, you know, that uh, waiting does. Waiting also reveals our idolatries. That's a beautiful chime. <laughs> here's another thing that waiting does. It also reveals our idolatries. Now, I know idolatry is a bit of an extreme word to use, but hear me out for a second, okay? I know idolatry is an extreme word to use, but just, just hear me out. If waiting on God is, is too hard, it's because something we want is more important to us than God's perfect plan. Right? Maybe our trust in him might need some fine-tuning because we can't ever be in a place where we think that our plan is so right and so perfect that God needs to respond to it immediately, right away. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. Just wait. Waiting is the ultimate tool God uses to grow us. 
how many people know, how many people appreciate the fact that the Christian life is actually not at all static. It's never sitting still. Behold, I'm doing something new, as we mentioned this morning. It's not static. It's not, you know, we're not standing still at any point in time. It is completely dynamic. The Christian life is dynamic. It's expanding. It's life-giving. And waiting in faith makes it challenging. Waiting prepares us for whatever God has for our future and whatever God's plan is. Waiting is actually God's way of saying, you know, you, you, you're not quite ready for what you want yet. Or you might not be ready for, for what you need. You might not be ready for actually what I have for you. It might even be better than what you're asking for. You're not ready yet. Just wait on me. Wait on me. He knows our hearts and he knows when something needs to be done in us before giving us what we need. But our call, our call is actually to trust in the meantime and having the confidence of things not yet seen. We have to be convinced beyond any possible doubt that God is absolutely worthy of our trust. Amen? He is absolutely worthy of our trust. If we question the wisdom of God's ways, including his timing, our faith is actually, our faith is actually a little bit tentative. Our faith is actually still uncertain. Faith is simply bringing our minds away from what we, we think is right and instead aligning our minds with his truth. That his love, that he loves us and he only wants what's best for us. His timing is always perfect. Can anyone testify of that fact? The fact that, you know, when we've asked for something and we don't seem to get it, but when we do finally get it, we're like, thank you, Jesus. That was the perfect time. Thank you for not giving me back then. I need it actually right now. He turns things around always. So speaking of perfection, God will forever and always be absolute perfection. His patience is perfect. His timing is perfect. We get frustrated, we complain, we sin, but he is perfect. His love for us is perfect. His timing for us is perfect. Romans 8.28 is key to understanding God's perfect plan for life. This is one of my favorite verses, Romans 8.28. It says that God works all things, all things, all things for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. All things. Aren't you glad it doesn't say some things? It doesn't say God works some things for the good of those who love him. It doesn't say God works only, you know, it doesn't even say God works the stuff that is spiritual or, or good for the Christian life, you know, for good for, good, for, for good for those who love him. No, it says God works all things, every single thing, all things. For the good of those who love him. Amen? Many times in our lives it, it may seem like God's timing is terrible. It might seem like that way sometimes. He's not acting soon enough, fast enough, or in the ways that we expect. But one thing we can count on, he has our best interests at heart. He wants us to be freed from the grip of sin. He wants us to develop a close relationship with him. He wants us to experience, he wants us to experience the blessings of his love. But to do that, he allows us to walk through some tough seasons as well, too. And we've all been through a tough season, haven't we? This has been a tough season. The last two years have been a tough season. But we have to wait to learn to wait on him. We have to learn to wait on him patiently for his perfect timing and to trust him that he has it all under control. I look at this past two years, you know, I, I can go back now and I can read Romans 8.28 with a new understanding. God works all things for the good of those who love him. All things. Even COVID. He works all things for the good of those who love him. Everything. That's what I can believe in. That's what I can trust in on that verse. That he works all things for the good of those who love him. 
So here's another great point about God's perfection. In God's eyes, we have been perfected as well because we're joined to Jesus by faith. So that means that the more that we draw closer to him, the more our plans become his plans and the more his plans become our plans because we're joined into his perfection. Amen? Christ in me, the hope of glory. So his perfection is also in me now as well too. And that should give you a little bit of hope as well. So when we wait and watch his perfect plan unfold in front of us, we are always, always, always way better off than if God had given us exactly what we thought we wanted when we wanted it. We always have to remember that we are called to his perfect purpose and not our own imperfect purpose. If all things turn around to good, then the waiting process uh, can be something that is actually fruitful instead of painful. See the beauty, you know, we might be able to, we should be able to see the beauty in the bumps and the, and, the, and the pauses that we experience. But we have to remember it's not a dead end. Waiting is never a dead end. It's only a detour. It's only a traffic jam, like all the detours that we see around Peter or here in the summer. It's just a detour. We're going to get to our destination. You will eventually get there in his perfect time. You know, everything gets turned to good. Then if everything gets turned to good, then I can also take the stance Every day that, you know, every day that I get frustrated with, with having to wait is another day that actually he gets to show me what patience should really look like. He gets to show me what patience really looks like. It's another chance for me to, to be grateful also for what I already have, for the prayers that he has already answered as well too. That's what I, I like to do as well. If, if I, I feel like my prayers aren't being answered, I can look back and say, well, wait a second. He answered those prayers in my past. He's going to answer these prayers that I'm asking for now as well too. I can wait on him. And here's what it comes down to. It is so much easier to complain, isn't it? It's way easier to complain. It's way easier to give in to the temptation that God is not listening and that we don't have what we already need. But it's a lot harder to cling to faith and be grateful and be patient. But it is the right choice to make. A lot of people quit praying because they think God's silence is a no. Sometimes I think when you're praying for something, that's immediately God saying that the answer is no. And he does say no sometimes. He does say no sometimes. But it's never a no in silence. Have you noticed that? If God says no to something, it's never a no in silence. It's a no in love. That's the difference. And we can be grateful for that too because he knows what we need and what we don't need as well. Every day that we get to, wa- to, to wait is another day we get to watch what our perfect God who created time and space is actually going to do in our lives and in our circumstances at just the right time. So think of it this way. It's another chance to lean into your Heavenly Father and depend on Him. And also it's a, it's a chance to join our desire with His, to join His perfect plan for us. Waiting creates the opportunity to see how the creator of the universe cares for little old me. The guy who created the stars, the guy who created the universe, cares so much about me that he has a perfect plan for each and every one of us. Isn't that amazing? He wants to make sure that he wants to ensure that I have absolutely everything that I need when I need it. Psalm 135 says, I wait for the Lord. I wait, two waits, <laughs> and put my hope in his word. You know, waiting is hard. Waiting is definitely hard. Sometimes it comes with peace, other times it comes with panic, but it always comes with the patient, punctual, perfect love of God. So if this morning you have a request out to God and, and if, you, you know, if you're praying for something and, and God has not yet responded in the way that you think he would 
or think that he should. Or maybe you still do not have that peace. You still are dealing with, you know, the panic of your circumstance. Would you stand with me this morning? If you feel like you've put something out there that God hasn't responded, don't be shy. Because, you know, if you're not standing, it means that you're actually called to join into prayer with the other people that are. You know what? Everyone just stand. Because, you know, I think everybody has something that they've tried to sow into. And they haven't had a response yet. If you feel like giving up and quitting, I have a word for you this morning. A word from God. Don't. Don't quit. Do not quit. Giving up and quitting are not for victors. And that's what you are. You guys are victors. We are all victors. We all have the victory already. You were born to do more. You were created to be a conqueror. He wants to increase your territories and not shrink them. He wants to expand your horizon. God promises you a bright future in Jeremiah. He has placed that desire in your heart. He's placed in you a hope. And he will see you through it. Amen? Amen. Let's just close our eyes and and pray this morning. Lord, I, I thank you that you will answer my prayers in your perfect timing. Reveal what is in my heart and make me ready to handle the answer in the right way when it comes. Help me to pray by faith. Help me to be patient in prayer and not give up. I want to trust you even during the the moments when I feel all hope is lost. I don't want to live by feelings, but I want to live by faith. Help me not to take matters into my own hands. I choose to trust you, Lord. I choose to trust you. And I refuse to believe the lies of the enemy. Give me a deeper knowledge of of what you're doing in my life. Stretch my faith in the midst of the weight. And I, I thank you that you have all the wisdom and will answer my prayers at just the right moment in just the perfect way. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 I'll repeat that word over to you this morning. If you do not have the answer that you feel like you need or that you should have right now, wait. Don't give up. Amen? Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for being here this morning. You are victors. You are more than conquerors. Go with that knowing that God is with you, that you are partnered with his perfect plan. Amen. God bless.